guys, uh, welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is slightly different. So yeah, it's Outdoor Man, um, but really it's about mental health and um, mental well-being, uh, which I am, am passionate about nowadays. I actually had an interview uh, this week and they asked me about helping others and how you know what do I think about it and quite frankly in my eyes if you can't help other people out then there's something seriously wrong in the world and you probably shouldn't be in it That's, that is the topmost level <coughs> of um, being human anyway so this episode is definitely a special one to me um, I think mental health and mental well-being work hand in hand because for the pure fact that if you are in a bad place, you don't look after yourself. If you don't look after yourself, you sort of you drag down. Then again, if you don't look after yourself, you get dragged down, and that plays on your mental side. And then again, you go down. So it's important to um, look after your mind and look after the body. Um, we all know then people that don't, quite frankly. So about me, about the episode. So the episode is about reflexology and hypnotherapy. Kind of. Well, it is. It's me explaining it, I suppose. But what it is, is it's my journey on and my experiences along the way, which makes uh, this episode. This episode was not recorded for me. It was actually recorded for Primal Fitness. Now, I can't stress uh, how, how good Matt is and how much he is 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 t- taking this to a whole new level. So if you're not if you've not heard of Primal Fitness, you should have done because you should follow my podcast. I've done one with him, but check him out. He's a great guy and he can help you out with a lot of things. So commonly, men do not open up when they've got a problem. Okay, women as well. I'm talking generally here, um, but with men, it's a bit of a bit of a pride thing, I suppose. As you know, we're supposed to be the alphas. We're supposed to be the protectors. Um, and it's hard for us to show emotion. Don't be. If you feel bad, lonely, want to talk, go talk to someone. I talk to other people. Um, I have had hypnotherapy, the reflexology, and both of them have helped me understand the way the mind, body works, and how you can get the best from yourself. And I am now, I can say 100%, in a better frame of mind than I, than I had been for a long, long time in my uh, my working career, I would say. I deal with stress better, I deal with um, anxiety better, to the point where I now put myself out of my comfort zone. It doesn't always work for me. Some days I still I still sort of um, take myself to the side and, and, and can't deal with it, but on a general scale, I am a 100 times better than I was before. Now, I owe this journey to a lot of people. Okay, the first person I owe this journey to is my dad, because without dad, I would never have the help I needed in the first place. From that, there's a very close second is my mum. Both of them, both my parents have been very supportive in anything that I do. Um, Depending on the journey, depending on which one's been more supportive. Mum helped me pay for the reflexology um, lessons uh, course, and she actually has paid for it. and she's had that back tenfold. I've helped her with the back, that's like nerve problems, that sort of thing. But f- apart from that, I also act to my family, okay? My whole family. Um, so with me now, and 
but I've, hopefully I touched them and helped them in a way which made them better and uh, has helped me deal with things like grief and and stuff like that. This year, unfortunately, I lost my nan and I think without the hypnotherapy side of things, I would have struggled a lot more than I have with the loss of that. Then, of course, there's my other half and uh, my daughter, Sarah and Poppy, soon to be a third on the way, or second on the way, but a third in my family, as it were. Sarah puts up with me. Um, she really puts up with me. You know, I come up with some maniac ideas, like starting a podcast. Um, if I say I want to change job and I put an application in for something absolutely random, she's behind me. I can't falter. I go out, I still, I'm still keepering, and I say, yeah, I'm going to lamping tonight, oh, I've got to go to the shoot and do this. And she just goes, yeah, okay, and puts up with it. And uh, it takes a good woman to put up with the gamekeeper, but I think it takes a better woman to put up with me. And then obviously my daughter, who is just just there, and uh, I really don't see as much as I should do. And then from there is the Axon Ball College, um, who trained me in the hypnotherapy. I rate their training more than anything else um, yeah, for the hypnotherapy. It's a no it's a no nonsense approach to a problem. It's going in, taking the fight to the enemy and dealing with that issue. It's not wishy-washy and to be quite frank, I've not seen anything else like it um, since. Um, but not just the Axon Ball um, College, um, them who taught me. Um, but one man in particular who treated me originally, that's uh, Mr. Johnson. I cannot say it's a big thank you to him. It really is, um, because he has started my journey into this madness of my life I've had in the last, must be coming on 10 years, um, at least at least eight years. Um, just just a fabulous guy and um, a great therapist and a man who helped me with my, with my demons and uh, sort out the building blocks in my head. But again, um, not only that, there's a man after that and the college there, there was a school there, was a East Coast, East Coast School of Reflexology, uh, Ken. He was a man who actually I knew when I was younger, I mentioned it in the show, in this episode. Um, he just an absolute guru when it comes to reflexology i learned so much so much just so much that wasn't is is not normally taught on these sort of things um we'd have to pay extra i got i got a lot for free well no, not not only for free the course got a lot for free not just me um we paid up we paid our money and he'd go out of his way to make things better and more interesting and everything so without further ado into the show. Please listen, please enjoy, and uh, catch you next time. So, um, I've always been an outdoor person. That, that's that's always been been me. Um, I left school, tried to be a gamekeeper. I went off and done the gamekeeping things. I got fed up of that and I ended up coming back to Suffolk to work for Foxhound Pack. When I was working with the Foxhounds, my job was to fly their golden, gold, well, fly a bird of prey for them to keep them legal. That was a, that's the loophole, just to keep them out of prison. 
from that, I went from flying at Legal Owl to buy myself a great golden eagle. And uh, absolutely besotted with him. Um, then, near the end of the hunting season, what happened to me was my eagle went in the in the estuary near, out on the Shotley Peninsula, outside Ipswich, and drowned. Um, and that absolutely played havoc with me. I was the kind of guy who sort of, did, I could always, I've always been able to sort of switch off from, from things, but I couldn't from the eagle. Anyway, shut all my books up and, and just, just totally, just totally switched off from the whole, the whole process. Um, and then later, later in the year, early summer, I, my, my girlfriend at the time, she said to me, would I come help her move some jumps in the menage while she was jumping, getting ready for Windsor Horse Trials, I think it was that year. I said, yeah, yeah, sure. What year is this? This was, do you know what, I can't remember. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking f- sev- seven years ago. Six, if not seven years ago. Um, I said, yeah, I'll help, no worries. So I'm in there moving poles, bits and pieces, mucking about. And a pony of the family who she worked for comes trundling up the side of the fence. I jumped over and said hello to it. And she went, get in the back of it. I went, no, 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 I'm not getting on the back of that horse because I'll, I'll hurt myself. Went, no, no, get on the back of it. It won't go anywhere, I promise. I went, no. I said, because there's an accident waiting to happen there. I said, no, I'll end up hurting myself. Oh, well, you chicken, are you? I bet you didn't. Right, that's the first thing, it's the wrong <laughs> thing to say to me. Right, that's it. Straight on the back of this pony I got. This pony went bronking down the field. And actually, I sat it quite well. Looked like a professional. The pony at that point, I thought, I'm going to get in trouble here. I'm going to hurt myself. I've got a bail off. Off the pony I go. At that, I land on all fours. Knees, uh, hands. And I snapped both parts of my cartilage and my wrist and then my wrist was like that funny shape from Tetris <laughs> as it were <laughs> pipe anyway, dream <laughs> just disgusting and I don't deal with things like that very well so I was like <laughs> anyway so drove drove there drove to the hospital um, quick, as, quick as I've ever been a and I was in and out within an hour um, yeah and uh, anyway ended up having an operation on it when I had my operation I decided I was, I was really bored so I opened the books up again about the falconry. From that, I started to get um, nightmares about my eagle drowning, about the exact story, the exact, exactly what happened. So me realising where the eagle was, I thought it was in the sea bank and in the hedgerows. I turned around to see a little head bobbing up and down in the water. Me stripping down to my boxes and socks and going into the estuary in, in, in February, mind you, in February getting into the estuary into the water and trying to swim out to get him. Um, me losing sight of him was what saved my life, because it's a nine-knot tide that goes out of there, out from Felixstowe docks to Harwich. Hell of a, hell of a tide, because it's all been dredged up, undercurrents, everything, really bad. Um, anyway, I ended up with... They said PTSD. I, f- we all, I always think... No, I think PTSD, PTSD always think soldiers. Um, but but it, a form of. So... From me starting to read this book after having an operation for about three weeks, I was having this reoccurring nightmare like four times a night, just waking up, sweat, like, a, like literally like I'd just got out of the bath. And uh, I was staying at Dad's by then because 
I couldn't look after myself and my dogs because of my wrist. And uh, Dad said to me, he went, you're not doing very well, are you? I went, no, I'm in, I'm in turbo here. I'm in, I'm in a bad way. And he went, I know somebody can help you. And do you know what? I didn't know who this person was or anything, but all I knew, it was help. And I was going to take it. So I go and see, uh, see Mick. And he said to me, he said, right, sit down. What's the problem? So I talked about the problems. Like, I mean, you are now, but he was sat opposite me. He went, right, shut your eyes. So I did. He went, right, imagine this. Do that. Do this, do that. A few tears, bits and pieces. And uh, right, yeah, open your eyes. Yeah, cool. I felt instantly like everything was off my shoulders. Really weird. That feeling like when you've been tabbing, when you take your Bergen off. That that real release of weight off you. And um, I thought, that's really weird. Great, but really weird. Anyway, so from there, he said to me, don't be surprised if you have some weird dreams tonight. He said, could we play with your subconscious? I thought, yeah, righto, bollocks. Anyway, I went home that night. First thing I'd done was split up with a girlfriend because that was bad news and she was just, just it was just a bad relationship, toxic relationship is how I'd describe it. Um, then that night, my good God, it's like I had LSD. I had just, just trippy dreams, like people, scenarios, everything I'd forgotten about. All, Everything all. had been unwound because yeah. your subconscious has kind of opened up, like all this stuff that's been resonating deep within you yeah. for however long and you're taking it on board for years and years and years and got to that sort of pinnacle point and now it's it, like, boom. Exactly. It was, it was a case of putting it, all the ducks back in a row again because um, literally I, it, it's like I was going to my mind and got a bit like a toy box, chucked all the toys out to get the bits that I wanted Mine went, yeah, all right, but now we need to bloody tidy up. So, you know, and it, and it was it was really weird. And I had that for two nights. Um, just just some weird stuff. Um, great, but weird. So I thought, wow, that's really interesting. And then I then sort, of, sort of forgot about it, sort of carried on with life. And then I had some trouble with a girl I worked with at, who, at the time because she was, she's a great person, but to work for, she's like Hitler. There's any way I'd describe her. <laughs> and uh, um, I, uh, I end up like, really struggling with work and anxiety. And I've always been someone who's, who's anxious about stuff. It's, it's sort of bred into me because mum, mum, mum worries if she's worried. About, mum will worry if she's not worrying about anything, that kind of thing. So I went and saw him again. I like, do this, do that. I left and went, do you know what? That was really interesting. I'd love to learn about this. He went, we can do as a course. So I learned all about the, or well, found out about Atkinson Ball uh, College of Hypnotherapy and um, jumped on, actually I'd done like a pre-course and I jumped on, I actually enrolled on the proper course before I was done the pre-course, but I had to do the pre-course to do the, the other one. <clears throat> so I'd done all that um, and it was one of the best things I, should, I could have ever done. I mean, talk about learn and put yourself in different scenarios. And then from that, what actually came from that is the thing that I really enjoyed learning was the reflexology, which is what we, what me and you got talking about originally. And um, I sat, again, the same bloke who got me into hypnotherapy, he was teaching on the course. This girl comes sat beside him and put her, put her feet up on his lap. He went, oh, yeah, you've got a bit of a bad neck, haven't you? She went, yeah, and, and this and that. and um, Just talking about... Th- just ra- at that point to me random stuff 
I'm like, I just don't get it. And my little mind was starting to blow, you know, the pin had been pulled on the grenade. <laughs> um, just, yeah, by the end of the night, my mind had been opened up. And I said, where'd you learn that? And he went, and he told me, uh, it was the uh, uh, East Coast Reflexology School. And so I rung this bloke up and said, well, I've heard about the course, you know, when you're running one, he went, actually, I've got one more space left if you want it to start in like a few weeks' time. I went, yeah, I went on. So I literally finished one course of advanced hypnotherapy and then went straight into the reflexology and I have had some utterly brilliant results from it. Um, it's funny because we, we spoke about being earthed and that before, but you know, like your barefoot, everything you do. And we um, found out no, I found more then than anything else how small the world is and how everything is entwined. Because a man teaching me the reflexology, I went to school with his stepson at primary school and I, and I knew him as, as, as he was a police officer then and now he does reflexology. And um, he's a man for all my weirdness now. It's his, it's his fault I'm weird. Um, the course was fabulous. I learned all different styles of reflexology and actually even come out with sort of my own style from that. So um, I had people in the chair, not, not that I treat, I don't treat many people now um, because of family life, but I, I had somebody in a chair who said, oh, I've got a headache. I went, oh, okay. I said, just shut your eyes. And before I knew it, I was doing hypnotherapy with the reflexology and these people were just getting some fantastic results. Actually, I was getting some fantastic results, and they were getting some fantastic treatment, all all by accident, really. What combination? Of yeah, them. just made 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 two together. I mean, Mum suffers with bad sciatic nerve. Um, spent thousands on massages and chairs and all sorts, and three sessions with me, and you know she sort of squared away. She rang me up one day, actually, and said, uh, "I've got a bad knee." I went, "I doubt it." No, I've got a bad knee. I went, I'm, I'm sure you probably haven't. I, went, I have. I went, all right, tell me all about it. I went, well, I went walking, I went, yeah. And uh, when I came back, I got a bad knee. I went, oh, yeah. I went, it's not your knee. She went, what? I, went, I said, have you fallen on your knee? No. Have you smashed your knee with a hammer? No. Have you physically <laughs> done something to your knee? No. I went, right, then there's nothing in your knee to go wrong from walking. I said, what shoes did you have? Well, I had some new boots on there. It was so comfy. I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, I'll put money on if your hip, because you, the sciatic yeah. nerve, the way she was carrying herself, I said, it, the, the pain would become your knee. Well, it's not. I went, all right, it's not then. I said, anyway, I'm coming to see you. I want you treating. I went, all right, no worries. Come over. They drove away from London to, to Ipswich, see me. Got in a chair. And uh, I went, see here? And I pushed down the side of her foot. I went, yeah, I went, that's your knee. I said, does it hurt? Is there any tenderness in there? She went, no. And what about this? And I pushed where the hip is. And she was nearly on the ceiling. I went, there you go. That's your hip. I said, tell me about your boots. She went, well, the boots have got a nice bit of the heel. This, that, and the other. I went, ah, right, okay. Get a boot with a lower heel. And see how you are. I said, and try a boot with a higher heel. And to change your posture. I said, because that's what the problem is with how, how you stand. Anyway, treated her and good. And if that wasn't proof enough for anybody that I could do my job, my dad said to me, 
not so, not that long after actually treating mum, mum and dad split up. Um, so then when I lay down, I get a bad, I get pain in my chest. I went, right, he went, what do you think that is? I went, it's not your chest. He went, what? I said, that's probably, because I, I, I knew from treating dad before that he's got um, arthritis in his spine. I said, so probably what it is, a little bit of arthritis, when you lay down, that nips a certain nerve endings coming through your spine, off your spinal cord. And that's probably what's doing you, giving you the, the pain. I think it's only in a certain position where he is. And he went, huh, all right. Anyway, so I treated him. I said, yeah, look, there's that, went down, like, from the big toe down the inside of the foot where you'd find the spine. I said, it's back there where you've got a bit of arthritis. I said, and it'll be, that'll sit roughly wherever. Went, right, okay. Again, didn't believe me. Didn't believe me. I, I just literally proven it and spent money <laughs> learning this, all this stuff. And uh, the skeptics. Oh, terribly. <laughs> and he, but he already had it for sciatic nerve years ago. Anyway, because it's me, didn't believe me. And uh, he went and saw Backcracker, I think it was in the end. I don't know. Treatment for something else, anyway. And uh, they went, oh, you've got a bit of arthritis in your spine, Alan. Anyway, that's like, he leaves there and goes, brings me up, huh, never guess what, you were right. I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep, I knew that, Dad, thanks. I didn't need telling I was right, I knew I was right. <sighs> but you can't, you know, that's it. But no, I love it. And, and, my, and from then, my, my world has been opened up so much touch on some stuff there but i've got a couple of things that are kind of racing around my head what you said so far i think it's really important like everything you've been speaking about and the the people you've been able to touch and help like with reflexology hypnotherapy and gone through your own journey but had it not been from that moment with your bird like none of this would have happened so through through some form of trauma and lots of people go through trauma and stress in day-to-day life but without that happening so much good never would have happened so i think for anyone that like watches this back like no matter where you are like yeah, and who 100%. you are there's always some good to come from any bad situation and i, I would think be that's very the miserable biggest struggle if it wasn't for that i was always somebody who glass half empty was never half full the world is against me why does this happen to me and it wasn't till after and I, you know like the the eagle incident at that point was like a pinnacle at that point. That was proper. This is proof. Everyone hates me. Um, everything's against me. And um, it's because it was out of your control as well. And that's yeah, like totally. a lot of things, isn't it? You try your best, and whatever you try and do, like you you can you can do that. So it was kind of like, well, that's my fault. I'm I'm taking this on board. And then, like you said, with having the hypnotherapy that released that weight, but not just the weight of that moment and that trauma. It was literally a lifetime's worth yeah, of stuff. It was, it was, it was literally like, like I said about um, pulling the pin on the grenade and it's just been, I just look at everything differently now. And I always try, as, as, as we've spoke about before on the phone, about, you know, positive. I always try and put things in the positive. Like, not, you can't always, mm-hmm. but, you know, like last week I was binned off a course that I really wanted. Instead of coming home and, and, and dwelling on life and hating life and everything's against me. You know what? Actually, yeah, I did fail it, but I passed the bits I didn't think I could pass. So the failure was my own fault for getting wound up about life and and letting taking things too seriously. But what have you learned in in sort of hindsight? Yeah, just just go with it, roll with it, I can do it. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's brilliant. 
exactly. why, why, why was I worried in the first place? Yeah. That, there we I go. I think there's a just, there, there really is like a couple of outcomes of anything from, from what I see. Like, yeah, you're going to succeed, you're going to win in that moment, or you're going to learn. There is no such thing as failure. It's just, it's, it's growth. And it's hard to see when you're stuck in the moment because you're just seeing everything as bad and I'm overwhelmed and I'm failing. But ultimately, any situation, regardless of whether it's like months down the line, weeks down the line, years down the line, there will always be some form of good to come out of any situation, even though it's hard to see in that precise moment. From my eagle drowning, I, I have moved forward in a positive light. So I've... From there, I've done two training courses, which I'd never have done. You have the guts to do from it. Um, you know, I had the, the, the hypnotherapy open my world up and show me that actually this little bubble I live in isn't everything. If I step outside that, I can learn more. And that's why I joined the reserves in the end. That was my, my friends. My friends had sort of, I didn't have many friends. And I want to grow more, so why not? Why not just chuck yourself into the big green machine and see what happens? Well, who you surround yourself is who you become, and if there's other people that are above you, you're only going to rise to that occasion, and that's why community is really, really important. Yeah. Um, is that? And actually, to be honest, when I when I joined the reserve, I just I just wanted to be a soldier, and I just wanted to do my best, and just and just you know put put myself out of my comfort zone. Well, there now I now teach other soldiers. I had the balls to go down on a course on my own because I wanted to do it. Where before, fuck no, 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 I'm all right. I'll stay at home, <laughs> thank you. You know, it's just been it's just been so much more that's come from it, and actually my confidence in talking to people as well. I'd never be able to do this podcast. Mm. You know, if my eagle hadn't literally, if I hadn't, and it's really weird. If I hadn't had that accident, I definitely, one hundred percent, would not been doing the podcast. It's a pivotal point in your yeah. life, um, and that's definitely. the way it's all got to be spun. You know. Yes, it's bad what happened, but in the the offset to that mm-hmm. is, you know, and that's what people get too bogged down with. Life's against me. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I think yeah. everything has a purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, and I always say that to people. You know, I know it's cliche. Everything happens for a reason, and I'm big a big believer of that. Especially now, even having this conversation, it just highlights it and reinforces yeah. it. It's just hard in that moment because. It seems terrible. It yeah, seems like no, it is. It's, so it's horrendous. Hard. You know, I was sat, you know, I remember sitting on the edge of my bed, crying my eyes out because my, my, my pride and joy has, had been, uh, you know, had just drained. I couldn't even get the body back to do something with it. Uh, and now I'm, you know, doing triathlons. I'm, like I said, joined the army, doing this. You know, I've got, yeah, I am definitely 100% a better person because of it. And I don't think many people look at life that way. They really should do. And I actually, till we'd sat here and spoke about it, even I hadn't really thought about it, just sort of got on with it. Um, it's quite a... This is, this is, I've got so many points to sort of bring out here, but this is really important because I know a lot of military guys will watch this and like stress and sort of um, mental health is through the roof, whether you're like serving whether you've been out a number of years like to a certain extent everyone suffers with low-level stress and to the extreme of sort of post-traumatic stress as well surrounding anything in life whether it be previously or or whatever so I think talking about it because already like you you already know these things you've been speaking about them for, for however long but even just in this short conversation you're like 
damn, like, maybe I haven't thought of it from that angle. Or, you're always coming to like further sort of acknowledgement of what, what's kind of going on, which is really interesting. But without having conversations, then that resides within you, doesn't it? And that can, yeah. that can fester. Yeah, uh, what, what's, what's the phrase? Without the dark, you can't walk into the light or whatever it is. And that's really a, a true statement. Um, actually, talking of uh, failures, a friend of mine, uh, son, went to Purbright, started his career in the army. Uh, he joined Army Air Corps. Yeah. Um, someone's got two, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I knew from the moment he was going down there, he, one, he was going to flap going down there because he's never been away from home. Mm-hmm. Such a mum's boy. Um, to be honest, he's everything that I was at his age. Everything was handed to him. Uh, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you haven't lived. You haven't had to put yourself out of your comfort zone. And I knew exactly how he was going to react when he got down there. Actually, he exceeded my expectations so much that he put himself in the med, med wing for three days, um, made himself so ill, um, which I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I thought, actually, if he grizzed it out for a couple of weeks, he would, he'd be all right. But I knew the first couple of weeks was going to be hard. So he went down, he started on the Sunday and on the Friday or the Saturday he was he was home unfortunately. And I actually um but I knew how he'd be feeling because of the failure. I knew how he was feeling when he was there or had a, a good understanding of. Um anyway, so I thought I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll do something nice because the family were good to me when I when I worked on the sh- on the shoot there. Um actually it turned out to be quite an unlikely fr- uh, unlikely friendship with the family. So I'm a big fan of David Goggins and what he's been through and how he's got himself to where he is. And the same, the same again with Ant Middleton because it's just the way he's, he's approached problems, that, the, the, the approach way. So I got one of the book, one of Ant Middleton's books, actually, uh, The Fear Bubble, and wrote a letter saying, look, I know how you're feeling. I was hoping you were going to stay. Obviously you haven't, you know. So you, so you try something and you failed, you know, big deal. Now it's on to the next thing. We've learned from that problem. Where can we go now? And I can't remember quite what the letter said, but it was along those lines. And it was, I think they even quoted, um, uh, uh, oh, the Bat- Batman with uh, Batman Begins. They even quoted a, a quote out of that saying, you know, why do we fall? You know, so we know we can learn to pick ourselves back up. And, uh, and I think actually his dad rang me yesterday and thanked me very much. And actually he'd messaged me as well. But I think... I, that little, that little bit of niceness has just, you know... Ignited everything. Yeah, right? and, 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 and made him look at it the right way. You know, he's young enough to go and do something else. He's young enough to go back to college. I know he's landscaping now. I said, sod that, it's wet and cold in the winter time, don't do that. Go back to college and become an electrician or something. Everyone's going to need electricity, you know, and do it that way. So whether he will or not, I don't know. But, you know, but it just put, you know, it's just good for him to have that positiveness and, and to see it in a positive light rather than, well, I failed because it doesn't do your headspace any good. I know. I've done it enough. <laughs> we, we, we all have. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, it, it's, it's literally a whole other topic. I want to kind of go back to, like, reflexology a little yeah, bit more yeah. on what you said about, um, um, like, the footwear in particular, boots. And I know a lot of military guys will listen to this and, and watch this back. 
um, and obviously boots are a big deal in the military. But if we're looking at the effect a boot has on the foot, and even if we're looking at it from a reflexology standpoint, like the pressure, the shape of the boot, like what that's having on like your biomechanics, your anatomy of your body, like even for instance, tight fitting shoes, tight fitting socks, that's compressing like glands on parts of the toes, which are obviously glands in the body and pressure on the nervous system. And they're constricted and that's why people are like <laughs> suffering with like all sorts of problems not only mental health but physical conditions yeah. as well and a lot of people don't see that they just think footwear fancy let's get this like new alley set of boots that's really good with the pointy toes and it's crushing your toes and you're wearing them for so long but then above that as well like the, the way the boot is built with that heel and the way we function as soldiers as well is like detrimental to our skeleton and the way we operate because we've got this little hill with this little hill that's that's putting the foot out of place yeah which is making the calf tight which is like making the hamstrings tight which is throwing our hip out and then that's throwing our lower back and our spine and then what we're going to do is we're going to load bear at the same time when the the whole skeleton's out of whack and then we're going to travel at speed across undulating terrain for (laughs) (laughs) at least eight miles (laughs) so we've got like this boot that everyone thinks cool as fuck but actually it's fucking you up in so many ways um Um, right so i'll go to the footwear and i'll come back to a story so I've got two, my pair of shoes are out there now, too tight for me, but I like them too much to chuck them out. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, I mince around in my toe shoes. I've got Vibram five fingers. Mm -hmm. I love them. I've got about three pairs, even when I'm at work in the summer. Um, And that keeps me sound. I wear them on my my rest days, and then when I run in my trainers or whatever else. I used to run in them, but because, because of the army being the army, I couldn't run in my Vibrams and then chuck a pair of trainers on and run in them. I had to run in what I was tra- mm-hmm. going to be training in. So I had to change my style. But my Vibrams I wear, I wear a lot. I mean, I get some freaky looks when I stood at the cinema with, with my toes hanging out. But I quite like it, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but You're all about the feet, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. Everyone's got to have a niche and that's mine. <laughs> um, niche or fetish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but boots, again, I struggle with boots because I've got girls' feet. Um, so the issued boots for me were never good. They were like, it was like having like 20 kilo weights on my feet for a start. Just no good for tabbing it. So I've, I've, I bought some lighter boots and the best boots actually I, I've ever owned is my my Akus, but I can't wear my Akus anymore because they're black. Because um, I've got the, the spiders, you know, the desert ones, um, and that's because they're a flat, they're a flat boot, as it were, um, a bit, bit like a trainer really, and my feet are comfy in them. But one thing I have done is I've used um, there's a company called Inner Souls for You, and I found them by accident at a game fair, and all they've got is it's like a memory foam, but this memory foam stuff doesn't imprint. So, like where you buy your normal Gucci insoles from Sports Direct or off the internet, eventually they'll dis-shape, won't they? Where these don't, and what they do is they support your foot, mm-hmm. and you—it's supposed to have like a reflexology effect on it. Whether it does or not, the jury's still out. But in my tabbing boots, that's what I've got. Keeps my foot in there. They're a bit. They're a bit tight in my tabbing boot. I don't mind that because my 
my boots fit well and and the memory foam gives so actually i'm probably getting quite a bit of support and i'm comfortable um they do a few others so if you suffer with cold feet you can get some they've got some soles made out of like what plain insulation you mm. just hold it and it just gets hot it's awesome for cold weather boots um so i use that but something i also use um when i'm in the block is my flip-flops and i've got some reflex aussie flip-flops so it's all like mottled um you put them on you squeal quite a bit um usually it's on the um it gets me on the inside here where you'll find your stomach and your gut, especially after exercise. That's because you've been eating crap or rations. <laughs> oh, no, it's still crap, isn't it? <laughs> That's uh, so, <laughs> um, so Sustainable energy. So, so I'm sort of like sort of limping around for a few days on the flip-flops, um, but, but they're fantastic for you. And they were, they were, they were, you can get loads off, off eBay. These were from Dubai. These were quite expensive ones. Um, but going back to the foot thing and the injuries... I treated a, a woman, I wouldn't say young woman, or, or to a face I would. Um, uh, she's ever such a nice lady. Um, and she, she rung me up. She knew I'd had some good results with the reflexology. I was only just, just starting, really. Uh, and she's got a thing called Morton's Neuroma. So if you can imagine your foot, as my, my hand, so that's my big toe, and that'd be my little toe. In here, she had a lump or a swelling of a nerve not sure what it was caused by and doctors neck as well isn't it yeah you can get it all over you can get it all over the place um so that's a a swelling of the nerve so i went right okay no worries i said look leave it with me i said i'll i'll read yeah i'm sure i can help but i need to find out more about it i can't just treat you so i rung up somebody who um i i knew through the hunting world who was a doctor and said look Morton's neuroma, what is it? Well, it's a swelling of the nerve. It's a steroid injection to get rid of it. If that doesn't get rid of it, you've got to have a um, have it cut out, operation. And I thought, right, I could, have got, I could have got that off the internet, but what is it? Anyway, we can't treat it anyway, reflexology. That's rubbish. And just, and just like, chinned me right off. I thought, right, that's a wrong thing to say to me, love. <laughs> so even if, even if I perform the surgery myself, that lump's coming out now. So... Actually, on my hypnotherapy course, there was a doctor on there, and he was an absolute lovely guy, <laughs> but pain in the ass. If anyone's going to ask a question of why that, why does this work, or I don't understand what how that works, because he because he was a the doctor, the GP, the the, the logical brain, um, it was a nightmare. And I thought I was going to hate the bloke on the course because there was that one man who just just doesn't shut the fuck up when you want to go for a cup of coffee. Anyway. I rang him up. I went, hey, mate, how are you getting on? He went, I wasn't expecting to hear from you. I went, no, I've got a question for you. So you a question for everyone else. And he, <laughs> and he laughed. Because I told him my, my initial thoughts of him when I first met him. And he thought it was great. And uh, so I said, look, Morton's room, what is it? And he told me, he said, and he said, and I, said, and I told him my story, what I'd found out. And I said, I'd, I'd been told I couldn't do nothing with it. And he started laughing. And he went, you're going to kill yourself now, aren't you? Just uh, proved him wrong. I went, God, yeah. So he told me a bit, a bit more, a bit more in depth, but, but really couldn't get to the cause of the swelling. That's what I wanted to know. What was the cause? I still don't know now, by the way. Um, there's, there's no, there's no pun into this, unfortunately. Um, anyway, so I rung, I rung the lady back up. And went right, yeah, cool. I've got a bit of an understanding. Let's get it sorted out. 
So I sat down, as I was treating her, I said, look, this is what we're going to do. You'll get treated today. You'll get treated in four days' time, five days' time, five days' time. And then we'll reevaluate and see if you need a fifth one. But we'll see how it goes. So first, so I sat down, I was going through the feet with her, and I was doing things. She went, oh, yeah, I've got a real bad neck as well. And then at that point, I thought, hang on a minute. Roughly, where's a bad neck? That's right in depth. between the and toes, that was right yeah. between the toes. So you got your, your your head would be your big your big toe, and then inside your toes, you got all your neck muscles, all the deep mm-hmm. tissue muscles, along with uh, the face this side, and then I think the neck muscles again on the on the bottom side of your toes. I went, yeah, so that makes sense. And she had a bad back as well, so I treated her with that and whatnot. And she got up and she said, yeah, I feel a lot better. And I said, right, okay. Saw four days later, slight improvement. Um, one of the things that she was having to do, her feet had swelled up so much, or had spread out so much, that she's wearing a pair of shoes two sizes too big for her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, anyway, four, four days later, I said, right, I've had enough of this. This is ridiculous. This is, we've got to move it. And one of the things I used to use was um, a massage stick. There's, there's loads and loads of different tools out there you can use. And I didn't really like using tools, but what I liked about this massage stick was it was like a, a, a P-shaped lump one end. It got thicker and it had like a a marble-sized lump the other. And what it enabled you to do was to work them in a, in a general area a lot neater, a lot tighter. I said, look, this is what we're going to do. I said, it could be painful. I said, if it's too painful, we'll stop straight away. I said... But I'm really going to have a dig in there and see what we can do. Yeah, right. I said, look, if it's too much, I said, stop. I'm not here. You know, you're not paying me for pain. That comes later. I said, at the moment, it's just your, your toes are after. Anyway. Oh, ah, oh, ah. And I was really digging in there. And I could, I could see her holding on to the sides of my chair. I was thinking, I'm going to have to stop in a second. And all of a sudden, because I couldn't feel it through the... Um, the stick, she went, it's gone. I went, you what? She went, the lump is gone. I went, oh. Anyway, so I got my thumb out, had a bit of a play, finger in there. Yeah, couldn't feel nothing. I went, marvellous. So I worked the feet, done the rest of the feet. Good treatment. Um, she'd had a bad back as well by then because um, she'd fell down a rabbit hole swimming, um, which is a whole different story in itself. So I sorted her out with that as well and left. I said, look, I said, we're going to leave it now for a fortnight. I said, if you think you need me again, I said, ring me. I said, don't hesitate, or I'll book you in somewhere. You don't live far away from me, so we can I can jiggle things around. And um, she rang me up a week later. I thought, oh, let's come back. She went, no, no, it's all good news. I'm back in my wellies. Um, everything's good. My, my neck's back to normal. My shoulder's back to normal. My back's good. And it was just fabulous how that had worked. And that lump had had such a, an impact on the, on the body. You know, a lump in your toes giving you a bad neck. And that, and that boggles me now, how you can manipulate the feet and you can, ha- you know, help with someone's bad back. And whereas weeks before surgery was being considered yeah. for, and, for this. And she was and panicking because she couldn't have what time off work because she was self-employed and everything else. That's it though, isn't it? That's, that's the conventional approach. And, I mean, that's just one instance, but, like, on a bigger level... There's so much that's going wrong with with people and 
the medical system and yeah. it's like give them the magic pill let's revert to surgery but there's all these holistic therapies that you can do <laughs> prior yeah. to doing that and I think you should explore every possible option before you a you go under the knife b you start taking medication so with the hypnotherapy I had clients coming to me because they were fed up with the doctors um and I'll come back to that in a second with the reflexology I was always the last resort but I I mean, you should have been the first man in I was, the I was always, yeah, I was always the best fix. Or or for them, I was always the best fix because the whole thing's like a cake. Not not one thing works for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, when I was when I was training and, and really geeking out on it, um, though I still do geek out a little bit, but I'm a bit more, don't sound like a nutcase anymore, um, is I read a book. Actually, I listened to a book. I was an audio, audio book I listened to, though I did buy it afterwards. It was a book called The Body's Many Cries for Water. That's a book by a man called Dr... I'm going to do his name, Miss Justice here. Bodman Gellish or something like that. Um, I feel sure he's in America. And he was treating people with water. Um, and he, he, was, he was a doctor, proper doctor. He had case notes of... It, what he'd done um, in the book it talks about it talks about cancer and how cancer needs carbon dioxide to breed so if you're dehydrated not enough salt in your diet too much and, sugar yeah um, not enough Dr Pepper um, <laughs> and your arteries aren't you know open enough and got enough oxygen so that's how cancer starts to, you know to produce or, or, or can and then can grow um, there was another one where he was talking about, uh, he treated somebody for stomach ulcers. And basically when you have stomach ulcers, you pump your foot, body full of uh, poison to sort the ulcers out. And he stopped that, started making him drink more water. Within an hour after drinking the water, the ulcers had calmed down. And actually the ulcers were, you know, went backwards and reversed and went back to normal and the ulcers disappeared. And he had hundreds and hundreds of case notes of this took it to the board of medicine and they chucked it straight out. And that's all because it's a multi-billion um, industry. industry. Uh, don't get me wrong, there's obviously there's a place in the world for medicine, but what I took from it, if it was in the UK and we'd done that, at least half of the NHS would be eased mm-hmm. up from this. You know, asthma. Because asthma really is only the immune system. You know, if, you, if your body's hydrated properly, your immune system, your body can work functionally, mm-hmm. can work properly, and that way you 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 work, your body's working at you know one hundred percent optimization. Mm-hmm. Where if you if you only drink half a liter a day, that water is going to go to where it's needed mm-hmm. first. Um, and it, it, when you sit down and think about it, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. But it took that book for me to think. Actually, hang on a second. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I made my granddad. He got. He's got kidney problems. He's got lots of problems, but he had, he had problems with his kidneys. And I said, look, just do me a favour and just keep a journal of your water, how much you drink a day. I said, just during a meal, drink a glass, um, or between meals, you know, drink a glass and see up up your fluid intake and just see how your kidney function goes. And um, it, it, it fallen right because he just had a function test. So I made him drink the next functions test. And um, his kidney function improved, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you would think that would be reversed because of, you know, a fluid intake. But actually, 
what I actually done was made things better because it flushed the shit out and it, it you know, other parts of the body started working properly. And it's really, really interesting. Well, it's, an, it's an easy preventative measure that anyone can put into place. Yeah. Like, yeah, your standard SOP should be drink more water. Yeah, hydrate first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing I do, drink more water. Up on hydration straight away. Um, yeah. Yeah, see, I do. I, my, my fluid intake is, is, is bad. It's better now because um, I've constantly been trying to knock out the fizzy drinks, mm-hmm. um, which I have done to a certain degree. You know, I'm only a... Th- quarter you know down to a quarter to what but in the space before. of six six weeks though yeah. how much of an improvement has that I, has that m- been massively i've dropped you know i've dropped weight i feel better mm-hmm. you look a lot fresher as well that's because i've had like four coffees today <laughs> <laughs> just, i'm just wired yeah, top up um yeah. then there's but you know i monday, monday to friday i tend not to have breakfast or until 11, 12 o'clock, I fast right through, and I'll try and have a, um, an early tea. So I try and get a lot of my water intake then as well to keep myself full. Um, bit counterproductive, I know, but it's a good way for me to get water in and keep myself hydrated. So mm-hmm. I, I try and stagger it, and I'll, and I'll drink the rest of the day, but probably not as much in the afternoon as I do in the morning. That, and I haven't got to get up in the middle of the night for a piss then either, mm-hmm. which always helps because I'm getting old now. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's been it's been it's been it's been brilliant. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I sort of take the, the fizzy drink thing to like the same as like people do with the wine. Um, I said I'm drinking fizzy drinks through the week. I'll just drink four liters during the weekend. No, I don't. Um, I have a can on a Saturday night with a takeaway or something like that. You know, Wednesday nights may have a fizzy drink on a Wednesday night. Actually, depend if I have a Domino's on an army night on a, on a drill night. But it's in moderation. Yeah, and the rest army, of the time you're in check. And so. it's and it's up to me now. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before, I had to go to Greg's and buy the sausage rolls and the Dr Pepper and the fucking bacon sandwich. And and, and this is a really fascinating thing. I like in in our sort of tribe group, so that that private sort of community on the primal. Like um, the other night, I was speaking about the gut and the brain and gut bacteria and the effect it has on cravings. But because you've reduced overall sugar consumption, like that's the keystone habit that's changed your sort of gut makeup, which yeah. causes you to have those cravings. And now that you've made that one change, like no longer you're not getting the cravings for, for Greg's nope. and you're more empowered and more in control of your routine. And now you have those things when you choose to, not because it's it's like, I don't know, you feel overwhelmed and you feel like I'm, I'm agitated and I need to have this because there's a dependency and that goes like on that deeper level yeah. of the gut bacteria. <laughs> Stress was a thing for me. And as soon as I'd be stressed, it'd be straight into the garage or into Greg's and getting something that satisfied me where but how did that make you feel after you ate it anyway i, I, I didn't feel any better for myself mm-hmm. um still felt miserable mm-hmm. or stressed mm-hmm. um it's kind of scratching that itch yeah. it's like that short-term gratification but leads to longer term sort That's of like, pain it's like watching the calories and looking at the calories and easter egg in it and then getting on the bike and and, and waiting to burn the calories off on the bike when you can eat the easter egg yeah it's just it's just a vicious circle which is pointless um, and, and now I don't the only thing I have got from it I'm a lot more a lot more that might be a strong phrase um, but I'm definitely more organised with my food mm-hmm. I will know what I'm going to have to eat before I eat it now um, and it's funny when we spoke about the primal thing about the more meat and the more protein I, I went very much the opposite and you, you can see that actually if you look on my, um, my, my, my food diary 
is I went more veggie mm -hmm. than I did more meaty, mm -hmm. which is bizarre for me because I'm not a vegetarian. Um, but it worked for me. Mm -hmm. um, more greens, more else. You know, I was eat, I've, I've eaten some random stuff, but it's actually, it's only been random because I got, because I know I'm bad with my food and, and my other half loves chicken Kievs um, and chips. So I tried to leave that alone. With her being pregnant, she was being funny with what she wanted to eat anyway. So I, it was a phrase, phrase used, well, well, I'm having this for tea. What are you having? I thought, oh, shit, here we go. Um, so I went to HelloFresh and I started buying their meals from there. And do you know what? It's one of the best things I could have ever have done. Three meals a week I was getting. If Sarah wanted to eat them, she could do. I, wasn't, I was cooking for both of us. If not, I had two meals out of one. And I have eaten some definitely a variety more of food, some different beans, different types of greens. I don't eat coconut stuff, but I've had more meals with coconut milk and stuff in it than mm -hmm. I ever would have done before. It's changed your whole sort of yeah, taste. Yeah, my fat, my fat content's been higher, but but From better. good sources, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I really can't, can't knock it. And also, you know, just eating different food. Whereas before, you know, it's meat and veg or everything cooked in a slow cooker. So it's, don't get me wrong, I love my mashed potatoes. But mashed potatoes, some form of meat and gravy. Where now I was getting a bit of variety in there. Like last, yesterday I had halloumi, baked halloumi and uh, tray baked veg and halloumi. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd never cooked that for myself before. Mm -hmm. But because it was there in the packet, simply enough to make. And it was, it was great. Exactly. And it gives you more sustainable energy. Yeah, um, suppresses your appetite so yeah. that you can make better choices down the line. But I think it's really important to sort of mention that, like, you didn't wake up and change like X, Y, and Z. You no. focused on reducing sugar through canned drinks, but that has led on to like um, obviously reducing overall sugar intake, reducing the amount of junk food you're having. Yeah. But on, on the same side, you've increased the amount of veg you've had healthy animal produce as well, fats, and, and that all stemmed from just reducing sugar, whereas a lot of people will be like, right, that's it, I'm cutting this out, I'm doing this, I'm going to eat this, I'm going to do that, and come Friday, like everything's like gone to shit because they've overwhelmed themselves. But if you can like have laser-like focus on one area, then everything else naturally falls into place. And like I said about the gut bacteria, like your taste has changed because you've killed off Massively. those bad gut bugs that are craving the sugar. Yeah, and then that's made like everything else fall into place. But this hasn't been like overnight. No. Like you've been doing this for a couple of months now. So um, something that springs to mind from saying all that is why a lot of people off, why people fail. So one of the things said to me during the hypnotherapy course was, you know, New Year's Eve, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. So the next day they go to the gym and, 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 you know, buy the membership, you know, a week down the line, they've canned it. And that's, be and that's because they've jumped straight in and gone, right, yeah, I'm at the gym seven days a week, I'm cutting out the alcohol, I'm cutting out the sugar, and all of a sudden they're eating a cabbage a day, and the mind's gone... It's too much, too soon, yeah. too frequent, and too high intensity. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> the, and the subconscious has gone, up yours, pal. And, 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 and that's the thing you've got to keep happy as a subconscious. If your subconscious is happy, mm -hmm. you're good. So, so like I said, laser light focus, you know, softly, softly catch your monkey, change things it, gently, and all of a sudden, you know, the monkey in the cage, as it were, is, is happy with your, with your mm -hmm. um, 
changes. And have flexibility within that routine as well. Yeah. If I want to eat chocolate, I'll go have chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, when I needed, when I, when I first started to change it, I'd, I'd eat like, you know, a bar of chocolate a day and then I'd go into the garage and I'd buy a Freddo. I was getting so embarrassed at buying Freddos, <clears throat> like a weirdo, that I just stopped buying that. And they're a bloody rip off at 80p for a epoxy little Freddo. Um, and you could buy a bar of chocolate for a pound. <laughs> so, um, so you just went with a bar of chocolate yeah, anyway. Like, got rid of the Freddos. I just Freddos want to eat right. any of it now. <laughs> um... So, yeah, no, it's just... But food's a whole different topic. You mentioned, obviously, like, um, doing reflexology, hypnotherapy. I mean, they're very... Well, it's more sort of a mental, emotional, spiritual way to sort of help people is through hypnotherapy, whereas reflexology is the physical touch, but you're acting on the body through, like, literally the nerve endings, hitting the glands, the joints, all this sort of stuff. But then water as well is... is life yeah staying hydrated you can like take things to the next level and then on top of that nutrition so all the there's all these approaches and we're only touching on a few that you can do within your own household like (laughs) and you can do them relatively inexpensively or you can go down this conventional approach of going to your doctor and potentially having like surgery and medication for like whatever periods but like it starts with you like in your kitchen peering your cupboards if there's anything that is toxic that contains the chemicals like these companies are like really clever as well they entice you to start with then they keep you addicted so that you're going back for more and that's that's the dangerous thing about it and then look at society like we're overweight undernourished pretty sick a lot of people i know are on medication but like this can be unwound i'm not saying for everything clearly Um, but something there's so can, much you can do. Some things could be helped with, and I didn't, I didn't know this. So, and I can't. For, for, I'm going to quote something that I can't remember the name of. Um, but a lot of moisturisers have got a, 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 an additive in it, which actually um, <clears throat> takes the skin away, so it makes your skin thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's found. A lot of it that is found in um, like shampoos, but shampoos don't matter. You put it on your hair, you wash your hair, it's gone again. But like moisturiser, you're putting that into your skin all the time. Mm-hmm. So. If you're going to use, you know, anything like that, use a quality one, E45, mm-hmm. um, Aldi's own one, it's a good one. Um, but for, for your own well-being at home, bits and pieces, you know, things like a simple foot rub is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an incident of a lady, not on the co- not on my course, a course before, who learnt reflexology because her son or daughter kept having fits. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that she'd worked out herself by rubbing her son's hands or daughter, uh, child's hands when they're having this fit that the seat, the fits lasted was shorter, and that's because it was a form of reflexology. So she learnt reflexology, and now if he goes into fit, it's only like five minutes and not fifteen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a massive change. It's huge. Um, another one, um, I wouldn't recommend this. Um, because technically it's classed as assault um, in the eyes of the law anyway, is a hypnotherapist who is trained on my, not on my course, um, but, but to the standard I was trained at. One of the things they were taught is um, a bit of an arm flick, and uh, it's called the zonk anyway, and it puts you sort of into, you go straight into sort of hypnosis. Well, somebody again was having a fit on a train station, on a, tra- on a train station, and um, really quite bad anyway. 
it's to do with the nerves and how how the body fits together. But basically, done this movement and hit the in this 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 movement and went into hip and put this person straight into hypnosis and got her out of the out of the fit, whereas before that no one could do anything. And but technically, going up to somebody and grabbing hold of them and shaking their arm is technically assault. But 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 if you leave that aside, you know, it's just just a fabulous um, thing. Another thing that I I learn. I've learned on the journey to where I am now is um, a lot of people poo-poo it and I, I'm well and truly on the fence with it is uh, is Reiki. Now, that's all to do with energy and, and various bits and pieces. I've only had one treatment with Reiki, technically. No, I haven't had a couple now because I, I learned it myself. But I went and had the first, first treatment I ever had um, same man who taught me the reflexology done the Reiki, he's a Reiki master. And he said, uh, he said to me, he said, Dan, I've got a, a, a pain in my groin, are you all right? I went, ah, yeah, I said, yeah, I'm fine. I said, but I've got a lump on, on one of my testicles, so that'd be where that, that comes from. I said, but, but it's nothing bad, I've had it looked at. And he went, right, and he, and he hadn't touched me, he just had, you know, just sort of doing the YMCA behind me. And uh, at the end of it, he said, oh, you know, I've, 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 Realigned this, that, and the other, and I thought, yeah, righto, whatever. I've just paid money for nothing. And uh, anyway, the rest of the day, I half drink some water. I mean, I, I think from lunchtime till about four o'clock, I'd done three litres of water, <laughs> just thirsty. Um, and uh, my attitude was odd. I was, I was odd. Anyway, I'd describe it a little bit angry about a few things. Wouldn't have took me a lot to, to kick to, for me to kick off. And anyway, the next day I woke up and I swear to God I've been run over by a lorry. From 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 the top of my head to the tip of my toes, I ached all over. And 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 that was from the Reiki. And 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 the, and I never had a hand laid on me. And it's all to do with energy. The one of the weirdest things I ever had. And I was so impressed by it. I went and and uh, learnt it myself. That was for personal growth. I don't, I don't do anything with that. But again, it was. It's made me think about how everything works together without sounding too much like a nutcase. <laughs> it's all entwined in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's interesting. That stuff. or somebody broke into my house that night and battered me. <laughs> Been drugged. Yeah. Someone, someone spiked your water. Dragged up the road behind a horse or something. I did it. Did it. I didn't half ache. But it does work. It all fits together. So yeah, but it's been a, it's been out of the journey. It's fascinating. It really is fascinating. I think anyone that kind of watches this back definitely get yourself some reflexology. Yeah, definitely have a go. Yeah, see see what it's about. It's really but, interesting. I've been having it for about a year, having having treatments. But a proper really, reflexologist. Really good. Don't yeah. go to get your foot rub. Go get a problem. <laughs> yeah, and and the way you feel after it is is incredible. It depends on what they focus on and how long you do. But I generally go for about an hour. But you feel very, well, I don't know, lifted. Like it reduces the stress because it acts on your nervous system. And they can focus on your whole body in like a single session. But I, I get a lot of benefit from it, and I've learned a hell of a lot since. I've started having it done myself and I mean previous to that I started going more barefoot with what I was doing I mean doing like a 12 year military career it messes your body up like we said at the start yeah. of this like that heel tight boots under your, 
undulating terrain and moving at speed and it, it messes up your whole anatomy. My hips were really tight for some time. I couldn't even squat below parallel. Um, and yeah, like neck pain, back pain, the whole sort of lot. But transitioning to more barefoot, I mean, that's got loads of sort of health benefits being in contact with the earth. But then also like your anatomy of your your lower body and the effect that that has by being more grounded and being more flat and in contact with the ground ankles move better knees are better hips are better back is better um, and there are a few of the benefits but some common mistakes i see people doing with barefoot shoes is just diving from where they are with the boots to yeah. <laughs> just going like this fashionable thing where i'm just going to go barefoot and live that way i made that mistake um, but you can't expect to unwind literally a lifetime's worth of bad movement and bad footwear and a military career in, in the space of a matter of weeks. You can't just swap that footwear out and put a new one in God, no. because your soft tissue is like adapted to that. Like your anatomy, your structure, your body is adapted to that. So look, it, it probably took me about two years and I had like calf pain, like pain in my soft tissue because I just went boom, boom. And I was having a lot of um, therapy at the time with like massages to sort of help the soft tissue um, but now a couple of years down the line like like my legs are stronger i've got more power in my calves like i'm faster i'm better i'm stronger with the with the vivo um foot shoes they come with an instruction manual mm, they, they don't do they i don't think they do no. no my five fingers come with an instruction manual i mean they're more toe spread aren't they they Whereas are they Vivo are literally are a, a toe open. sock aren't they yeah yeah. Um, and it comes with, you know, wearing for an hour or two, then take them off, and it, it sort of builds you in gradually. Mm-hmm. Where is I think, and I think that's an important thing, and I think all all barefooted type products should come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Explain it a little bit more yeah. because people just see them as a fashion item. And um, a mate of mine has got. I think if you've seen them, but it's like you can, they're like a toe sock, but a tough bottomed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen the adverts on Facebook where people walk on it's glass. Like chainmail stuff. stuff. Yeah, and my mate has got a pair of these in his Bergen for his like everyone. Harbour like, shoes. Yeah, in case he gets bugged out at night, he just he's got his socks Dap on. Them on. Just, yeah, literally <laughs> Bergen on the way he goes through the woodblock. And I was like, mate, Jesus. I think anyone wanting to sort of transition, like everyone should, like naturally, we should be like <laughs> yeah. like close to the ground but well, i think I said, you know, slow transitions definitely a smart move running wise now because of one my job because i i work in boots all the time uh then i'm at army club as well so i'm in boots all day there training i have to if i'm gonna do anything it's it's with boots or with trainers on mostly trainers now because the army has changed the way it's um looking at soldiers for injuries and stuff um, I, I wear my trainers on my boots, but the rest of the time, usually I'm in my, apart from the day where I'm in my tight fitting trainers, um, I'm I'm in my, in my barefoot, and that, and that I've, what I've got is a balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, my missus loves walking around the house in slippers. I can't stand it. I'll, I'll have barefoot or I'm in my socks. Just I've got too many pairs of socks with toes in. Mm-hmm. Um, half my drawer at home is I've got winter toe socks or summer toe socks. Um, oh. 
I need to get out of I think. <laughs> it's important to do it progressive. I think a lot of people yeah. with barefoot shoes, they're like, well, I've got these new barefoot shoes and they start training in them. Yeah. Whereas the smarter approach would be, why don't you live in them a little bit, progress that so you're living in it, but still train in your specific footwear, job specific, or whether you're weightlifting, whether you're running, whether you're sort of in the military, like stick to that footwear. And yeah. then start integrating the barefoot stuff because, like, although to us, when you look down, you're like, "Well, I've just got a new pair of like shoes on," but like your structure needs to yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, you run a certain <laughs> way because of what you've been running in, yeah. and you've got to change that. You know, you can't heel strike with a pair of toe shoes on because <laughs> you'll know about it. Uh, and that's why I got into them originally because my heel strike was bad and I was getting bad hips. Mm-hmm. So I got the toe shoes to bring me more forward on my running, and now I run like, and now I run like a ninety year old man, but. I'm better for it. I don't get the knee pain. I don't get the hip pain. I get tight knees now um, when I run over half marathon distance, but that's because I don't do enough weight training. Mm-hmm. Um, I should do more squats. I should do more glute bridges. I should do, you know, uh, more... Um, more sort of accessory work yeah, and, and because sort of what strength happens training is, is I start neglected. running and my... And my um, muscles start to pull as they pull up my leg that pulls my knee tight and that's mm-hmm. why I get the pain around my knee um, but I took a physio to tell me that I, I, was, I was oblivious to that I just thought I'd, I got kicked by a cow years ago when I was younger and I thought I had some damage in there from that I should have took my own advice and go there's nothing in there to damage so why am I worried about it mm-hmm. but that's a whole other topic yeah. as well with especially like we've got a great guy who we've been kind of working with for the past sort of six months or so Wibs um, we've been working on anatomy and motion, which is this like amazing sort of movement. And I've been doing it. Some of the guys on Primal have been doing it. But he says that any injury we've had in life, like remains in the body. Like we just think, oh, that's healed. Yeah, it Scar hasn't. Scar tissue, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's it's still in you. Like one of the guys on the program, Joe, had a dis- dislocated finger years ago, but that was affecting his whole posture. Yeah. Um, and the body shies away from it. This is a completely different topic, but it's fascinating. Yeah, no, it so it's sense. just one of the things that we're kind of working on. So not only like the spiritual side, the emotional side, we're focusing on like going back to our roots, being more primal, focusing also on the physical aspect. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just so much you, you can do by sort of living this way. And yeah, it's not your typical sort of approach or like no, anything I mean, we're saying, because it's like, go to the doctor, get meds, go have surgery, do this because of the bigger industry. But yeah. Yeah.